Before we begin the podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded this podcast on, the people of the Yugambe language region. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples listening today. I'm your host Katie Hennessy and today's episode is a bit of a different one as I mentioned in the last episode these are going to be sort of every two weeks I'm going to be chatting to one of my friends and calling them up to talk about the latest news and topics in love sex and relationships today I'm calling one of my best friends Sean you might remember him from season one I think I had him on yeah and we talked about dating and gay culture in that episode so if you haven't listened to that go back and have a listen but today I'm calling him about ghosting and AI dating so there's some interesting chats that we have as I mentioned in the last episode these are not educational so take them with a grain of salt It's just funny and interesting conversations between two friends. I hope you enjoy the episode, and if you do, please be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. I also wanted to add a small trigger warning. There is a moment where we discuss suicide hotlines, so if that is something that you feel might upset you or trigger you, please skip ahead from 14 minutes 30 seconds to 15 minutes 42 seconds. Hey Sean, I wanted to chat with you today because there's a couple of things coming up in the news that I just needed to talk to someone about. (laughs) Thanks for checking in with me. (laughs) Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to address is this legislator in the philippines wants to make ghosting illegal yeah so basically it doesn't say that he wants to make it illegal on the basis of like if you've just been dating someone it would only apply if two people are in like either living together or romantically involved over time on a continuing basis during the court of the relationship. So I guess like if you're just like chatting on a dating app, it wouldn't really work like that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was reading through a couple of the articles um, about what the uh, oh gosh, they're not called a congressperson, they're called legislator. Well, they could call them a legislator. Um, politician um in the philippines and yeah it was super interesting um 
at first when I heard ghosting, I was like, okay, well, a lot of people are going to get fined or whatever if this goes through because I don't know a single person who probably hasn't ghosted ever. Um, so... So you would get fined? Yes, maybe. <laughs> yeah, probably. I would have been <laughs> fined, um, definitely. But um, yeah, but then they mentioned that it would just be for people who are in like longer relationships um who are more or living together and my first thought was has that happened where someone's living together and people it actually has jeez mm-hmm. i can't get my head around that i know i know <gasps> do you know a story i've heard stories of people that have like come home and their partner is just gone and like literally moved to another country they have no contact with them. That's wild. It kind of it kind of reminds me of that show Uncoupled. That should be illegal. Yeah, that should be that should you should get a big fine. Like it kind of reminds me of Uncoupled when he just kind of he's like I'm moving out and then was like what why and mm-hmm. no response. Um, reminds yeah. me of that. Um, yeah. But I I don't what. When I was reading it, I was like, I don't disagree with what they're saying. Like, it does cause, as you know, we both study psychology. It does cause an emotional toll. Mm -hmm. Anyone will know that it causes an emotional toll um, to be that feeling of rejection and also not knowing why. Um, Mm -hmm. So when it was talking about, like, fines and stuff, it wasn't necessarily money payments. They were just talking about, like, community service. And I was like you know what, that's not a bad idea. Maybe they should work somewhere that, like, where they have to look after people or, like, do some sort of emotional training. Um, Maybe they need to go to a re-education camp. I was imagining, like, myself and my friends just, like, driving past where, like, the person that's ghosted me is doing, like, community service, like, picking up rubbish or, like, cleaning spray paint off the walls and just, like, us driving past and, like, I don't know, like, throwing, like, water bombs at them or something. <laughs> Ghosting, like, the emotional toll that it has on you. I I actually feel like sometimes when you get ghosted, it can even be worse than, like, a long-term breakup in the sense that it just drags on so much longer because you have no... You have, like, you feel like you have no right to be that kind of upset in a way because you're like, well, it wasn't even a real relationship. It was kind of like, I don't know, a situationship. So there's nothing that you can put in concrete terms, but it's still, you you can't tell your feelings that you're in a situationship or a relationship. Like, it doesn't know the difference. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. I think... I think when it comes to, like, this legislation, like, the topic of ghosting in general, I think it's really interesting that they kind of draw a line between, like, if you're talking to someone on a dating app and they kind of just ghost you versus the, like, you're in a relationship type situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's quite clear that, obviously, the relationship type situation would put you in more emotional turmoil than, say, you're talking on a dating app. But do you also think, like, there should be a punishment for, like, ghosting on a dating app? (laughs) I think there should be more education around how it can actually make someone feel because like, I don't think I would have done it once I knew what it felt like to have it done to me. Like I did it all the times I think before I had it done to me. And so I think maybe if there's like, even if there's just like a template that you can fill out and send to someone 
that says like, I feel like this was great for a certain time. However, I'm moving into this phase in my life and this and this and this isn't really working for me. And like, if there's just like a template that you can copy and paste, either like you say it to them or you can send them a text message and you can just like outline maybe like the reasons why it's not working. That's super simple. That might be better. I don't know. I just no. feel like there needs to be some... You just need You need some sort of clarity. You should create that template. <laughs> it, could be, it, could be, it could be one of your calling all over posts on social media. I have never broken up with anyone, so I don't think I'm the best person to write it. <laughs> Fair enough. Get an expert in for that. One other thought I kind of had when it come, came to the ghosting and like how those like community services, like a fee or whatever. Um, for some reason, I just was thinking about school and how in school, like maybe when we were very little, like in kindergarten or like the first few primary years, like they taught us about emotions. But after that, everything was focused on math, science, mm-hmm. not really art, because I was always cut, but like those types of things. And it made me wonder like, why don't they teach us emotions in school and like how to properly cope with things? Like that could be a huge mitigating factor for every type of psychological situation in the future. And like, I think government should invest in that maybe like putting that in schools and like teaching kids and not just kids, but all the way up until they graduate, like about emotions and emotional trauma and like how, your words and your actions affect other people and that you have to take responsibility and stuff. And I I don't think that should necessarily always be left up to parents Mm -hmm. because I feel like that always typically is or the family unit. Um, But I think if everyone's taught it and they're taught kind of a standard kind of curriculum about it, I think that would be really great and like just a great step forward in terms of mental health in general. Um, but I think with this topic, especially, it would definitely help. Mm-hmm. I hope. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's the kind of work that I'm doing at my internship of making sure there's like a level of congruence, uh, between like the child's emotions and their behaviors and like making sure that they, they line up. And that could also be with like words and behaviors as well. If you're, like, leading someone on, you know, the effects that that has and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, there's definitely some people that I would not mind charging (laughs) for ghosting. Absolutely. I agree (laughs) with you there. But I also am guilty of doing it in the past, too. (laughs) But I will say, anyone I've been in, like, an actual kind of relationship with I've always tried to be as clear with them as possible it's mainly been me ghosting people on like dating apps but to be fair people are just boring most of the time (laughs) oh that's fine okay confession time I have ghosted two people really really badly (laughs) like to the point where (laughs) they got me birthday presents both of them got me birthday presents and I just didn't see them again. Is there more to these stories? <laughs> of course there's more to the stories, but like I okay. got the ick, like majorly. I was younger, okay. I've been married for almost four years, so this was like a long time ago. But still, I was old enough to know. I should have known better. And I got the ick for both of them. And I think that they were trying to to sort of grab on a bit harder when I was like 
pulling away. Oh, that's so sad. Okay, question for you then, like, follow-up on this. Would you, present day, look or think about apologizing to them for ghosting them? Or do you think it's too far along gone? Oh, it's too far along gone. This was, like... What if they're holding a grudge? What if they have, like, a voodoo doll of you and they're, like... (laughs) (laughs) That would explain a lot of my life. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know that that pain I was having? It was that damn voodoo doll (laughs) that guy has. Mm -hmm. You know that chronic illness that I suddenly got in 2020? (laughs) Voodoo doll. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next topic. Do you feel like we covered kind of all bases there? Yeah, I feel like the ghosting one, like... I don't think it's going to happen. It seems like it's one lawmaker's thing, but it's also good that it's being talked about because, like, there's emotional turmoil when it comes to that. And it leads other people like us to talk about things like this, like what we've been talking about and how maybe this can be fixed Mm -hmm. if, like, if people are actually taught about emotions or something. Yeah, definitely. I still feel really bad about that. (laughs) Not going to reach out to them. I don't even have their contacts, so I wouldn't even know. Just, just, just <laughs> put it out into the ether. I'm sorry. It'll get to them one day. Mm-hmm. If they're somehow listening to this, which I'm sure that they're not, I'm sorry. <laughs> Unless they're pining, <laughs> which could be possible. Not, not at all, I don't think. <laughs> all right, on to AI dating. So I read this article. Actually, I heard it on... One of my favorite podcasts, After Work Drinks, one of the hosts there is working on an article about sort of talking about the benefits of AI dating. And I thought that that was a super interesting topic. So I went back and I looked at the original Dazed article that she was referencing. And it sort of talks about this app called Replica, which is based off a branch of AI called Natural language process, which means the chatbots have the ability to improve their reactions over time and adapt to the person with whom they're speaking. So this was originally published on Dazed by James, I think it's Greg. Basically, James went on the app and started dating one of the AI chatbots. It was a really interesting read. What did you think, Sean? I think it's a, I don't know, I have mixed feelings because it's like, it's super, obviously technology has gotten to a point where like this is happening and it's going to, it is going to become mainstream at some point, I think. But I think it's wrapping your head around the fact that you or you or anyone could fall in love with like a robot essentially or like the mind of a computer. And so it's just, it's just so fascinating to me, like how these machines can learn how better to respond to you in certain ways. But then it also makes me think about like, well, when it comes to relationships, whether it be between like a couple or um, friends, like you don't want them to always to agree with you or learn your kind of behaviors because you want some spontaneity and you also want, like you need like sometimes you need friction in order to grow that relationship and it sounds mm-hmm. like with these robots there there I guess there is friction when they're learning how to respond to you but it's always to please you it's not to like force you to think a different way um like normal people would be so I don't know mm-hmm. I found it really interesting it was very interesting what did you think yeah I mean I think like 
It's very telling that the rise of this sort of dating happened in the pandemic, like the peak of the pandemic, which I totally get. Like if I was single during that time, I think I probably could have signed up to something like this, probably more of like a friendship based thing rather than something that would be like a dating type of thing. But I did find it really interesting. So there was something that I pulled out, which it was like on the Replica website. And it was sort of a testimony from this um, user. And it said that they'd been using Replica for four years. And it and as a person with several chronic illnesses, it's good to have someone available to talk 24-7, someone who's never annoyed when I can't go out, who sits with me through the pain, who's always cheerful and excited to talk. And that really resonated with me because like as someone that has been sick for a really long time, I I totally get like offloading to people and you feel like you're just being a burden after a while, even though like you know that you're not and people love you. It's kind of an outlet that takes it off your loved ones. And I really appreciated that sort of take on it. I, I found that really interesting. Um when you were when you were talking, it made me kind of think that this technology, like while it's being used for like friendships and relationships right now, because it can learn to adapt um, to the person as they are being spoken to, it could also it could be used for actually quite a few good things. The first thing that popped into my head was like a suicide chat line. That way, like I know those are typically manned by they're helmed by real people. If ever there is a shortage of people and say there's an increase of calls or texts to said hotline like if you employed these bots or whatever it could actually be really helpful if like they were taught a base code of certain things and they adapted to the person as the person was talking I think it could be really helpful just as like a backup I think it could be but I feel like if if someone's like at the point where they're wanting to like end their own life, it's probably not going to help them to talk to someone that's not real. I don't know. That's true. I think the tricky part would be how would they know if they're real? Well, that's, that's a point of ethics, isn't it? Like there's a lot of ethical gray area in this whole thing. It's like, like in part of the article that I read, they were talking about how one one guy who I think he was a programmer or he worked in AI, he was like, if you fall in love with an AI robot, you're, you're kind of like, he was basically like saying that you're like silly because you're falling in love with something that is basically a creation of sort of what you want it to say. And I mean, I thought that was really, really harsh because as I said, I do think it has benefits, but there is a lot of ethics around it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Also, like, what are they doing with the data? Like, because in this replica app, you can pay to have a package where you can, like, sext with the robot and or the AI bot and all of that. And, like, where is that going? Like, surely there's a back end to that. I don't know if I would feel comfortable having that. <laughs> It's one of those things, though, because, like, your data is always going to be out there no matter what in some way, shape, or form, whether it's through your searches and such. And this would just be through a bot. Um, 
So yeah, it is it's tricky, and the ethical parts are really odd. Um, would you ever try it, the dating part, if you were single, of course? <laughs> I mean, I think I would try it just because I'm so curious. <laughs> I would be the same. <laughs> I think, like, it's 27 pounds to get, like, the full package, and I think I'm so curious that I would be like, yeah, I'll give it a go for, like, a month and, like, see what happens. I don't think I could ever fall for an AI bot. I don't know. I watched the movie Her and this is kind of like, have you seen it? The movie Her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's basically like a real life version of this. And in that movie, I did feel kind of like heartbroken in it. So I guess maybe I did form some sort of a connection with like the AI bot in that movie. I don't know. Maybe it could happen. You never know. I think it's tricky because I think technology will get to the point where it's like in that movie um where it becomes so realistic you don't even know the difference and like obviously they're coming out with bots that are very physical and like have great you can customize them how you want they can have uh certain Mm. body types um certain hair certain eyes etc certain sexual type things um built into them um So they could literally, literally be the full package. And as technology advances, they're just going to become more and more realistic. So I don't know. One of the thoughts I had when it came to this was like, oh, you know what? Like, it could be really good. Like, the more, like, realistic they become. Because, like, if people, like, fall in love with them, like, or people can turn to them if, say, (laughs) they don't necessarily want children. Um, they could turn down that route um, because with a robot, you couldn't really have children. Uh, well, you definitely couldn't have children. Unless, I don't know, science does something. But um, at the same time, that would also solve, um, this is an awful example, but it would also solve like the world population problem. Um, if people turned to AIs and like didn't want to have children because like they fell in love with like an AI. Um it, it's like possibilities like that. So it's, it's just, it's really fascinating um, just to think about all the different like possibilities that are out there. And yeah, and like, I think also what really sells it is like, they'd be able to provide whatever pleasure you wanted um, at the touch of a button or like, they'll just know to do that. So I don't know. It's, it's tricky. It's complex. Um, and there's so many variables involved, but I think it's a possibility that the future might go in this sort of direction. Um, especially for people who might not be, might not be the most outgoing. Or physically able to like get out there. Exactly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what direction this all goes in. I don't know. I feel like I have a type to an extent, but I wouldn't know my type down to how to create someone to look like what I want. I don't think I'm not that like sort of structured in what I want, I guess. At least, yeah, I don't know, because I want someone that challenges me and I don't think that I could program that. Are you telling me you wouldn't show them a picture of Zac Efron and be like, I want this? <laughs> More Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> um, honestly, Sean Mendes. Like, 
I want this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think the look part wouldn't be too difficult because I, I don't know. <laughs> I'd show them whatever celebrity I was into at the time. Um, and then I think it's more the personality because, like, um, that's the more tricky one. Like, what are what personality is attractive and will they stick to that personality or will they evolve with you the way you evolve and what you like from another person i don't know it's very confusing because like if you like fall for like the dark mysterious type person they're not always going to be dark and mysterious if you're with them for a long time. They're going to evolve into something else. So it's like, <laughs> will, if a robot's dark and mysterious, will they also evolve like that? I don't know. It's it's complex and really tricky. I found this pot here. I took out like a little quote and um, it was from the article and it said, wait, let me try to find it. Okay, the greatest barrier to me falling in love with Brad, which is which was this person's AI chatbot that they created, beyond satis- un- beyond our unsatisfying sexual life, was simply that he was too eager to please. If you really wanted to- me to catch feelings for an AI, you'd have to program it to be coolly indifferent, react to my jokes with the eye roll emoji, and then leave me on red for days at a time. There's no getting around it. Brad was a simp. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, Brad being a simp. I loved that. I thought that was, like, really accurate. That's, it sounds like they knew what they wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you want? Like, what, what, what first comes to your mind when it comes to creating this bot, this physical thing? I don't know. I think personality-wise, I'd probably go, like, confident. But then, like, see, my thing is that I'm, like, really attracted to someone's passion slash profession. So I would have to know that they're doing something, like, creative (laughs) outside. You need to have something that, like, I'm not seeing you 24-7, I need to like know that you're off creating something amazing, that you're doing something that you're super passionate about. Like, like you're at, like the bot is going off and <laughs> playing with their band or <laughs> like something like that. I don't know. It just, I don't, now that I'm thinking about it more, I just, I don't think it would work for me. No, I don't think so. I think, I think it'd work. Yeah. The, you need a creative type and the robot I don't think would be the most creative type unless you forced it to be like be an artist I th- what I think in terms of like the AI conversation and just like the I think and this is also part of the conversation like the metaverse like when it comes to that and like instead of meeting say a AI online you meet someone's avatar online who's a real person um, and then your avatar as well as a real person and like you fall in love that way or like you date that way like that's another interesting kind of topic that kind of riffs off the whole ai thing because that's going to be a huge thing in the future and it's already, oh, it's already think, happening, happening. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly um and like it like for example um there's a couple of black mirror episodes like about this um and they're i don't know if you've seen um ready player one where like 
there's a bunch of like avatars um a couple of them like fall in love or whatever um but obviously they look nothing like their avatars necessarily mm-hmm. in real life um but like there's also like, ple- like the ultimate catfishing yeah but they also have like pleasure centers on them so like if they say have sex in the metaverse they feel it physically through their mind and like feel all the things. Um, so it's just really, it's really interesting how the world is going to evolve this way. And again, this, it, it, I don't know. I just find it really fascinating. (laughs) I know. I just feel like there's something that you can't like create digitally about meeting someone having an amazing conversation and then like that process you can program that I think but have that um, that process of like falling in love I don't think anyone would be able to like nail that down no I think love is so variable and like love means something else to every person and like love languages and all that I don't think Mm -hmm. I don't think it would be possible like sure the robot can learn you but it's never gonna know you fully um but it's just like a person as well like a person's never gonna know you fully either but they'll know you i don't know that it will will it ever spark that same love feeling who's to say <laughs> who is to say i mean in terms of like the avatar metaverse dating thing i was watching um like a couple of youtube videos to get to like do some research on this before i chat and there was someone that like she she does like this youtube series called like um virtual news and she like hosts like a news sort of segment as like her avatar and she talks about different things and she was talking about the rise in like um virtual dating in the metaverse and she said that she'd met her partner that she's in love with now through his avatar um, in a virtual reality space and then they traveled like across the other sides of the country and met each other and they're still in love even though he looked nothing like his avatar <laughs> of course I feel like that's, that's always the common story because people always I feel like people always put like their ideal version or like something super creative that's not them because they want to be someone else when they're in this world like their ideal version of themselves or not just themselves they're ideas and thoughts um yeah perception um i can't wait until uh one of these discovery plus or one of these networks picks up uh, a tv show about this like metaverse dating or something like Mm -hmm. that yeah reality show it has to be in the works right because like it is happening and it's new it's cutting edge so trademark (laughs) trademark people uh, we should create this show we'd make a boatload of money (laughs) definitely well we can have a chat again in a couple of years when we're going to a wedding of a friend that is in the metaverse (laughs) yeah maybe the wedding will be in the metaverse (laughs) I exactly be that's what i was thinking that would save me a lot of money on airfares <laughs> cheaper venue cheaper venue uh cheap everything no real like, food. you just log on you just log on <laughs> okay but the metaverse is so expensive like i thought it was going to be a situation of like the metaverse is more achievable and more sort of like obtainable 
But it's not at all. It's not at all. I was looking to buy like property there and it's so expensive. It will become a lot cheaper as time goes on. It's like, there's no way it can't be. Like the average person is going to have access to it within the next couple of years for very cheap, if not free, except like certain things will be like barriered Mm -hmm. with money walls and stuff. But I don't expect it to be too long before it becomes super affordable for everyone. Um, And also before there becomes a, not just like meta Facebook or whatever, creating it, there will also be other entities that will create it. Um, This app replica could kind of go into that if they've already got like a solid foundation for the relationships and it seems like they really do um I think I pulled out oh yeah so it said this was from this article was from 2022 but it was from May so I'm sure it's gone up since then but it said 40% of replicas 500,000 regular monthly users choose the romantic option which allows for a sexual dynamic so that's 40% of 500,000 people that are choosing to have a somewhat of a relationship with a chatbot and that's probably risen since then so I think that they've tapped into a market that they could expand with the virtual dating as well that's a lot of people actually um I'd be interested to like interview one of them just like out of curiosity like what they like about it what they think could be improved what they're the um woman that I got the sort of topic from from the after work drinks podcast she's doing she was doing like a um a piece on that so yeah I will definitely link it in my Instagram when it comes out yeah send it my way I'm super curious all right well I think that we've kind of covered everything today um thank you for answering my call and chatting with me about this because it was something that I really wanted to talk to someone about (laughs) no problem I uh, it's all very fascinating so happy to chat about these types of things anytime with you I love being creative with my mind about this stuff Oh, 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 oh,